Welcome, welcome everyone to Color Me Happy Podcast. My name is Brandy Hofer, your host. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope everyone has been inspired to practice self-care um, by our current exhibition in the BHA Gallery and some tips and uh, some stories that we have shared with you in our Color Me Happy Community Facebook group. Um, speaking of self-care, we have Demetria Milan on as a guest today, and she talks about this specifically. Um, and of course, this is called Dreams versus Reality, um, Be Your Own Boss, because she is so young. She's 22, and but you know, age is just a number. Um, because I feel like she's just an old soul and her painting career took off at an extremely early age. So she has had this crazy journey and she speaks all about it um, and the highs and lows of being involved in the art world. She, her family also started the Milan Institute and we talk about that too. It is, I'm so proud of them and what they've done. Um, and shared, you know, their knowledge in the arts and uplifted so many other creatives. Um, so be sure to check uh, the Milan Institute out. But as well as Demetra Milan, she has a crazy, colorful, beautiful um, artwork. Uh, not just a body of artwork, her whole style. And, and she also talks about her journey and how she came into herself as an artist and developed her style and well, I hear Teddy. He's on a search for some suckbacks. <laughs> That's okay. Um, you can listen to the podcast. It is so beautiful, and I know you'll enjoy it. Um, and yeah, so I'll let you dive into that before I just tell you what it's all about right now. Yeah. So, okay, I want to talk to you about everything you have going on. You're not very. You're not very old, are you? Like you're pretty young. Yeah. Well, I'm 22. Okay, you're younger than I thought even. So what you guys are doing is pretty insane, I have to say, uh, for your 22. Wow. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, wait a little bit to have kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know Jake was talking with you, and he was like, we should have kids soon. Just, like, I would say after 25, maybe. Yeah. Then, like I did, I traveled the world. I did artist residencies. I, I got like a sense, a strong sense of self before, mm -hmm. you know, they take all of you like, and even more, like more than you think you even have um, yeah. to give. So if you can establish like who you are, where you want to be kind of before you go off and you're responsible for, you know, other human beings. Um, I think that is such a good Thing. And if you can control that opportunity, why not? Yeah, that's great advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just hold off. You're like three years or so. I mean, yeah, I can see how I get people excited, but just have them listen to the rest of the podcast and <laughs> jump off that really fast. Maybe the last one. Yeah. So, Kate, so did you? I want to know because you guys have the Milan Institute. Mm -hmm. And when, when did that start? So my parents opened the school um, and it was a, it started out as just a physical location. Just um, actually it was a, a metal building in like just the middle of this farm that we had um, in Arizona and people drove 
you know, really far to get there. And so it started out there and it, we just kind of grew past that. And so they started that in 2010, I think. Um, and we, they started out with having maybe 10 people a year, um, like just doing, you know, small classes. Like my mom, it, that's a whole other story. But anyways. That's okay. I want to hear a little bit about it if you're willing to share. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, she at first, you know, didn't really want to be like an art teacher or have a school. But I then, yeah, she thought yeah. like that is just not in her plans. But um, she felt like, oh, artists are hard to work with. They can be stubborn. Um, and so anyways, she had, um, I feel like, a series of dreams um, where she just really felt like God was showing her, like, you're meant to have a school and you're you're going to change the world with art and by helping other artists. And so um, she basically, like, this miracle happened. She got all this money for building out this um, metal building that we had on the property that was basically just a shed. And so uh, she put in all the money into turning it into this really nice studio. And um, so she started teaching classes. It started out really small. We mostly had a lot of like older women, like snowbird type um, coming in to learn stuff from us. And they were like the stubborn ones that she was <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> thinking about. And so it really taught her how to like teach people and have patience. Um, but then, she, yeah, she got a passion for it. And um, the school definitely grew and got, you know, a lot more traction. And um, so we were in a really small town in Queen Creek, Arizona, and I lived there my whole life. And um, so around the time they opened the school, maybe like a year later, I started taking classes and really just fell in love with painting. And um, then I started selling some pieces and that really got me motivated thinking I can do this, like I can make art and um, pursue it. And so from a young age, like my parents really encouraged me to do that. And so, um, which I'm really grateful for. Uh -huh. um, what was the question though? I'm sorry. I feel like I was, I could go in many I directions. Know. I don't know what the question was. <laughs> How did we start keep the school? Yeah. yeah, no, keep going. I love okay. hearing about the whole thing. So then um, let's see. I'll, I'll explain the story of like how I got to be involved with the school. So they started the school then, and it was it was all in person. People just you know came to learn there at the physical location, and um, so then like around that time, um, when I was about thirteen, I started really getting serious about art, and 13? I yeah, I was just feeling like okay, this is what I want to do with my life, and wow. I stopped um, going to school and I started doing online school, and then my sister started doing it. And there's four of us. Um, I'm the oldest. So um, after that, I had so much free time. And because once you do online school, I mean, you can get it done at your own pace. So I was maybe finishing school in two to three hours. So I had like the rest of the day with so much free time. And so wow. I was painting and that's mostly what I did. And then um, so at that point, I was I feel like my style was kind of I was taking after my parents and I was just kind of copying things that they did. And so, cause both my parents are professional artists and that's what they've been doing their whole life and haven't really had any other jobs. So, um, so at that point I was thinking, I really want to find my own style. And I was like 14 and then 
my mom started uh, teaching this boot camp class. And so she called it a portfolio boot camp. And so um, she had like a group of 10 artists and we'd meet once a week and we couldn't come to class unless we finished four paintings that week. And so we had to finish start to finish four pieces, bring them in, get them critiqued. And the whole design of the class was to help us really find a cohesive style with our art. And so I took it very serious and finished four paintings every week. And yeah. Then, yeah, some people in the class didn't do it and so they just wouldn't come. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, but um, that was really great. And that was before we had our master program. So that comes later in the story. But uh, I took the portfolio class three times because I felt like each time I was getting closer to a style, but I still wasn't like very satisfied. And so by the end of the third time, I was about 15 and I, I felt like I really found my voice. And it happened when I painted this piece of a girl facing a fox and, or no, no, that was like part of the series, but I had a girl with a crow on her shoulder. And I felt like I was creating this story with the girl and adding animals into it. And so that was like the recipe I stuck with and just kept repeating that in different ways. Yeah. And so it felt really good. And then I sold all those pieces. So that felt really good. Um, and then, okay, trying to bring it back to the start. So basically after that, I started working with this publisher and they reached out to me. And so that was just a, a really amazing experience. And I worked with this publishing company for two years <clears throat> and they basically put all my work in galleries um, around the US, I was in about 12 galleries and most of them were in Hawaii and they needed eight originals a month finished. And so, yeah, it was a lot. I had to finish two like big oil paintings every week. And it was, so after two years, I felt so- Burnt out? Burnt out, yes. Yeah. I felt like they were turning me into this machine. That's really, like everyone hopes for that as an artist. Like, wow, I wish I could sell my work. And then it happens and you're like, this sucked everything that was good out of what I was doing. No. Yeah, yeah, in a way. And and also like the feeling like you want to be discovered or have someone like take care of everything business side of it and you just paint. It sounds like a dream, but in reality, it's like I realized through that experience, I don't regret it, but I realized um, just how important it is and how much I wanted to be like my own boss and in control of, and maybe if I was older and more confident, I could could have been oh, in a relationship. But that I was fifteen. I was fifteen, and they, I couldn't even legally sign a contract. But they, like taking, you know, a a teenager and turning them into a pop artist and like shoving them, and then them saying no, no, actually, I think that actually I. I'm not like super into popular culture, mm -hmm. but I think uh, Will Smith's daughter, mm -hmm. they tried that and she just was so adamant yeah. that that was not her path. That's she good. did not like traveling. She did not like what, like, even though it was there for her, like mm -hmm. it was right, like all the fans, the single successes, the yeah. all the money. And she just was like, I'm going, dad, I'm going home. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. Basically yeah. like, wow. like, no. So, and you know, um, I, I probably, it was like, again, you said you didn't regret it, but a, probably a really great lesson to have early on. Definitely. Um, that is an intense amount of, uh, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. For a young person who should be just kind of being a young person. And yeah. you know, a lot of people did tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. But I felt like, um, even though there's tons of pressure and, and actually I dropped out of high school at 15. Like I just, I stopped at that point doing any school and just focused on art. Um, because like, what's the point? <laughs> I knew I wanted to be an artist. And, um, anyways, I felt like because of all that pressure and painting so much, it really, uh, brought the best out of me. And I felt like by painting that much, it really helps you solidify your voice and style. And it, it yeah. does bring out your best and, you know, you don't want to get burnt out. And so that's like, you know, I eventually stopped it, but, um, so Anyways, that's part of the story because that's what really helped me get set in my career and like sell my work in galleries and have them, you know, be priced higher. And um, they took care of, you know, all that side of it, like figuring out how much to charge per square inch. And so and it gave me a lot of confidence in what I was doing. So I'm really grateful. And I'm now I'm grateful that, you know, I'm alone, like doing this independently and being my own boss um controlling my hours yeah and, I bet it's freeing like that must be a good feeling yeah yeah so after I stopped working with them that was about the time when uh my mom started teaching the mastery program and so um she was doing this you know still this is all in person teaching and she was feeling burnout because the mastery program is like this year-long course and she took 12 12 or 15 students uh throughout the year and she would like take them from like them not knowing anything by the end of the year they'd be a professional and so she oh, taught them yeah everything that they need to know. yeah exactly yeah that's that's kind of our like tagline for it but oh really yeah <laughs> cool um, so it is possible it sounds well, crazy. I, I believe it I, yeah. I believe if people are um thoughtful with their time and and like persist and um like really like i just think and honestly i like i liked how you went to school because i feel like school could be two hours a day and then you yes could, you know yeah do what you really want to do organic things outside or create yeah. with your hands or things you're passionate about instead yes. of like going all the way till three o'clock like learning history and you're like exactly. oh, i just remember like drawing in my notebook <laughs> that's about all i did ever and yeah like um if if you know your path and, and that's the thing not everyone does yeah right? yeah yeah. But yeah i think i think if people are just a little more efficient um mm -hmm. it, it can be done but i think that takes also special parents in a position that they are able you know to do yeah. so um yeah. Like my kids will have to go to school as of right now. Um, yeah. I'm not a, and plus, they're really not nice when I want to learn with them. Only if I trick them, kind mm -hmm. of to mm -hmm. it, like with play, you know, learning through play. But that's about it. Like they won't take me seriously in any other regard. So yeah, you know, I, I think it takes. I think it's because of the situation your parents were in that influenced you so much, mm -hmm. and you had that beautiful opportunity but that's pretty cool um that you guys have like started that um yeah tell me more so so yeah she was teaching the mastery program and feeling burnout and because she was the only one teaching it um you know like my dad he's really supportive and he does a lot of he does a lot of like side things with the school but he's not really the one like 
he does teach some classes, but he's not like, um, I guess, leading the, the school brand. And so um, that was, you know, all her vision. And so the mastery program was her idea. And it, it kind of stemmed off that portfolio class. And so now the portfolio class that I was talking about earlier is just three quarters of the way through the mastery program. That's when we teach that part. And so we really like help people find their unique style and then give them the skills to do it and then, you know, help them brand themselves and put their art out with, out there. So at that time, I felt like, I don't know, I had this really, uh, this yearning to start teaching and um, kind of help out with the mastery program. So we created the schedule where I taught some days, she taught some days, and we kind of like switched back and forth. And so we did that for like a year or so. And then, um, then what happened? We, we started, I can't remember, I think it was about three years ago, we started thinking, like we were thinking we should have this online because so many people wanted to come take the mastery program. But, you know, we could only handle 12 people at a time, there's only two of us, and we can't yeah. be spread that thin. And so we we're trying to find ways how how many people can we do a year and just the way it was structured it was just not possible. And we were even having people like it just got to the point where it was getting so popular, this idea of the master program that people were emailing us from even other countries saying they've come and move here to take it. And we had to have like a waiting list. And it was, it was just like, we couldn't handle all of it. And so we thought it, it'd be so good if we could just get this online, but we didn't know anyone um, in our surrounding area that we you know could help us do that. We didn't even know where to start, what kind of platform to use. And so this was a few years ago before now everything is online, like every kind of class you want to take. So, <clears throat> um, so then uh, this guy came from uh, Ukraine, and that's a whole like long story in itself. But we like knew his sister. My mom went to Ukraine like many years in a row and developed these like relationships with artists there, and she taught art at like these orphanages. And so this girl came, and. Um, Basically, we got to be good friends with her and she came and studied with us for a while from Ukraine. And then we met her brother and her brother's really good at, at the time he was doing a lot of videography. And so it was just like they were trying to move to the US. And so it was like this perfect, like, okay, you can come live with us for a few months, film everything, help us get this online. And so by doing that, it just it started out with such a small thought to just do some online classes. And then it really just exploded and became this really big thing and a whole separate like business pretty much and so now our main focus is online and we we started this three years ago but every year it's gotten bigger and more people have heard about us and so um now we do timing too though like perfect yeah. it's great yes, perfect timing. really great yeah. timing yeah. like I feel like the universe was speaking to you in that regard okay, like, cool. yeah. like um just to have like that right before you know everyone yeah left in their homes <laughs> basically yeah. Yeah, and decided that they could learn from home and mm -hmm. um you know so acclimated so, to it yeah and i have so many creative friends and i did the whole university college university that whole experience and um i and like I said, I don't like wasting time. I like to be very efficient. So like the sounds of your one year program and mm -hmm. but I just know so many artists who didn't go to school and are still making it 
work, right? Yeah. And so when people ask me, I'm just really honest with them. I'm like, I don't like if you want to learn anything, you can do so online. And I just yes. don't think you should like what's a lot of them are moms because I obviously have a big um following yeah. of of mm-hmm. you know mom creatives yeah or parents in general I actually get a lot of dad messages as well but uh and they have kids and they're like should I I don't know if I should go to like nursing school or if I want to I really want to pursue art mm-hmm. I or sorry I wanted to go back to nursing or I really want to pursue art and I'm mm-hmm. almost signing up for I've had that like 10 times I'm about to sign up for and I'm like you're about to go back to school for two mm-hmm. to four years and yeah you and you don't need to family it's just yeah. like I just, I'm honest with them and I have nothing against university, but I experienced it. So I can say from experience, I don't think you need to do that. I agree um, with you. In order to be successful and pursue your passion. It just takes Uh, your passion and dedication to it. Yeah. Google it. And yeah, you know, some people maybe have the inability to stay on course without that guidance and like fast forwarding through a one-year program or doing something Mm -hmm. else. But, um, or taking, you know, or joining groups or, mm-hmm. or memberships or anything like, and, and having that sense of community and people who are making it work. Uh, like I'd far more advise them to do that because, and they have like, yeah, they have cool. at least three men- mentees that have actually not gone to school because I told them not to. And it's scary. It's scary having that control and or influence on someone. Like they're life. listening to you. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they're like listening to my advice. So that's a bit scary. But I just feel like that that was the right advice for them. And I see what they're doing and I see their successes. And it's really rewarding because I don't I it's it worked. Like it's working. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I love everything uh that you guys are doing. Um and and yeah, the timing could not have been better really mm-hmm. um so is it still really intense for you then uh like it must have grown exponentially like online yeah no it really has um and it's it's really amazing like we have a whole community of people um who have taken the master program now it's over a thousand people have gone through it and wow. um it's really cool because they're just people from all over the world who are able to learn from us and then we have coaches that are like international too and so People are like when they take the master program, they have an option to have this coach and they can message them. And uh oh, can you hear me? Yeah. No. Oh. Oh, am I frozen? Yeah, you're okay. Frozen. Just let me. Oh, yeah, I see. I'll just. I can hear you though. So, okay. No, yeah. So it's fine for the podcast. Sometimes I freeze. I, I, that's just what happens. <laughs> <laughs> now you're good. Yeah. Um, I thought it was me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> just like frozen face. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where was I? Um, yeah. So you went coaching, like people have the option. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just really cool. Like how, how much it's grown. Um, it's definitely keeping us all very busy and we need to start, you know, building our team out. Like we have a pretty good sized team who's helping with everything, but, um, we still got to get some more people doing more. Um, and like Jake and I, like we wear lots of different hats and we have to, you know, do all kinds of different things. And so I, I'm definitely not painting as much as I used to be. That was my next question. Do you have time for your personal practice? Yeah. I mean, I, I just need to like make the time, uh, 
like I got to schedule my time better. Um, and right now I have commissions and so I'm working on those. And so I don't like, that's a priority. And so I'm not like, you know, spending that time on other pieces, which in my heart, like I want to, I want to paint, um, like a series of work and like finish out a whole series, but I know that's going to take a lot of time. And so I just got to, I feel like sometimes with the custom work, you almost then like avoid, (laughs) avoid the studio creating. You're like, yeah going there but then i have to work on yes you're right (laughs) you know what okay so i read a lot of uh i like inspirational books because Mm -hmm. they always keep me really motivated like in a positive way because i have i have the tendency to like if i don't stick to my routine and if i don't like get a little bit of that in i like i know myself and Mm -hmm. so it keeps me really because life with uh kids like takes a lot of work and balance and like always showing up like with lots of energy um so uh to keep myself in a positive mindset i read a lot of those and jensen saro is my favorite because jensen saro yeah so write she, that down she writes you're a badass like she writes you're a badass at me okay but and i love her book i don't know if it just came out but i just got it but uh you're a badass every day so she has like mm, okay. little quotes so you can just read like one thing a day, which is super manageable, but it keeps yeah. positive. But That's one cool. of her main, I was going to see if I can grab it, but I don't. One of her main things is 15 minutes a day. That's mm-hmm. it. So like, it sounds like nothing. So if it sounds like nothing, pretty sure you can do it, right? Yeah. So 15 minutes a day adds up to a whole bunch over time. So if you just take, and we always, I have those windows with my kids. So like, I always take 15, 10 minutes to like whip in and do something as fast as, not as fast as I can, but it's something and it adds up and it's a start. Like if I haven't started anything personal or if I haven't written it in my book, like right now I really need to finish my book. I've been talking mm-hmm. about it for so long and it like just needs to be done. So I'm like, okay, you know what, Jen, I'm going to do my 15 minutes a day on my book for the next whatever and we'll like it's actually kind of hard to like say the thing you're gonna do for the 15 minutes um and a really big eye-opener for me is when my photoshop was crashing my computer uh editing whatever Mm -hmm. so it crashed it pretty hard and i was in my studio and my child was napping i was like i have to do something um i'll tidy up okay i tidied up and then i was like okay it's still not on (laughs) it hasn't come back to life yet oh no and then I started just, you know, I had poured some stuff because I'm doing a modern faces portrait. I'm just, of course, I want to do. And so I had pulled some paint on stretched paper. And then so I cleaned that up and put it on my table. And then I just started uh, sketching on it and turned into like this most beautiful thing I've ever. And it didn't, it's not like it took long. It's not like I was actually talking to my studio manager on the phone at the same time. But wow. it really like the starting is the hardest part you know yeah i agree with that yeah just get it have it ready and set up i feel like cleaning up tidy up have it all Mm -hmm. ready and then you know 15 minutes on this and then you work on your commission or you know Mm -hmm. and then you're not avoiding and you're like 15 minutes is like no time at all yeah you it'll lead to something really amazing that you didn't expect and is that one of those stepping stone things that'll lead into the next whatever? Wow, that's right? great advice. Yeah. Now I want to do a whole series of these like beautiful things I did. And I made some like digital versions for prints. And it just like 
it took off way beyond because my computer crashed one day. Like, wow, that's really, a cool story. Yeah. So just, yeah, give your, like, give your personal practice 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. I can tell you want to, but you know, you can totally like avoid the studio when you have, yeah. that's when I hit burnout once, yeah. one yeah. year, two years, actually, you know, by the time I think it was, well, I've always done custom work, but it really accelerated to the point where I did 130 in one wow. year. Wow. And um, they're smaller. They're not oils. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, like it's a lot of sketching and I'm very efficient, but it was still too, way too much. Yeah, but that's crazy. Like gone and gone on and gone on and gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And I just didn't realize what I was in. And, um, and I just kept going and I couldn't say no. And, uh, so I, I know that feeling. And then it kind of like took away the magic of Mm -hmm. portraiture at the time. And now, um, it's, I, I increase the prices and don't take out as many. Yeah. Goodness. But yeah, um, definitely dedicate time and, and, and you know what, it makes you feel really good. Like, like you're like, doing it for you like you're Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself right self-care is number one it's so you can better take care of others or i agree yeah 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 sorry so big rant no that's good yeah very um helpful good yeah (laughs) and i'm sure other people watching too that's inspiring for them i talk about a lot i talk about in my book actually i'm sure i covered it sometimes i go in and write and i write like something and i've written it already like right that was except i told a different story in a different way i'm like cool well that's good i mean sometimes it's good to repeat you know important ideas because um people hear it in different ways and they sometimes need to hear it twice or three times so um what kind of book are you writing it's motivational as well Mm -hmm. with like some endearing life stories uh more like fumbles but um i actually gave like a really big inspirational um motivational talk once i didn't want to i don't speak publicly uh-huh. um, but th- these women insisted i do and so it, i talked i've talked about it a lot already um on my podcast but basically they were so nice and i was like fine um and that's great what I have to say they're like we think you do have something really important to say actually I'm like okay and then I worked on it for like three months um I really stepped out of myself and it went really well and it was called don't overthink it and it was in 2018 Mm -hmm. and actually have you read big magic by Elizabeth yes yeah yeah talks about how ideas like travel to other Mm -hmm. people yes and if you don't I, grab onto it, someone else is going to do it. So yeah. I gave this presentation a few times after. And uh, in 2020, a book came out called Don't Overthink It. I was oh like, my gosh. My idea traveled to someone and they made a wow. success of it. Which is, I'm not mad. Like in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. I was confident. I was pregnant again. Um, and in no shape or did I think I could write a book. So um I, I just kind of, I started when I burnt out, actually, I started, I needed to create, but in a different way, in a different mm-hmm. medium, fully far out of painting or That's sketching. so cool. That's really yeah. cool. And now I've fallen back in love with it and I'm doing it for me mostly. And 
Um, and I think, yeah, starting the podcast and starting all these different things, that was like a gift really. Mm-hmm. And a happy accident. Um, cause I have met so many really incredible, special people, you know, because I burned out because I decided to travel some different paths. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool, but yeah, I just talk about basically like don't waste your time and have the best day ever. Uh, I haven't decided on like the main title part, but mm-hmm. I I have like three very powerful names, which, so that's a bad problem. You, know, you have three things that you could see working, but the, so what are they? The, oh, no, I can't tell yet. Oh, like, you can't tell. Secret, tiny bits of secrets. I'm so bad at secrets. I've at least kept one. Um, <laughs> But the uh, uh, like the tagline under it is seeing the everyday ordinaries as extraordinary. So mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and that came to me while I was like getting a massage, and I made her stop. I was like, I just thought of I want to write a book. I just decided, and I uh, <laughs> resting right. Like I was forced to like oh, sit so on this table and <laughs> basically meditate, right? Because you can't go to sleep. So. Yeah. Uh, it did it did come to me in like those ideas always come to me like while I'm running or in those meditative states. Mm-hmm. So yeah, That's I'm really so cool. excited. But taking a book or re- writing a book takes a lot, a lot of work and a lot of time. I booked yeah. myself a trip, but I booked myself a trip on Thursday after I cried in the laundry room. I got hit. I I cried because I got hit in the face with a yo-yo. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Bye, my insane. He didn't mean to hurt me, but it hurt a lot. I know. Oh my gosh, it's so sad. <laughs> now though, it's not sad. It's very funny, and I wish it would have gotten caught on camera. <laughs> and like, I was crying and whatever. I was like, you know what? I think I need a solo vacay. First night away in three years on Thursday. I'm so excited. Wow. wow. Yeah. But I'm like, when was the last time I went away? I was like, three years ago. Wow. I think I need so to probably do this. You're going to go just like for a night or a few days? One night. I can't mm-hmm. go for a few days because I wouldn't want to leave anyone alone with them for that long. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not fair. Like, they're mm-hmm. wonderful, but they've got a lot of energy. So, mm-hmm. um, there's yeah no one can do it it's really challenging they'll be fine but yeah I'm going for about 20 hours hopefully 18 20 hours um and overnight uh so you're hoping to get some writing yeah I want to I'm gonna go for dinner with my brother we haven't seen a lot of one another and yeah hopefully just like some even if it's just me time that's fine too but i would like to write and mostly i have to string my book together so it flows in a beautiful way and mm-hmm. that's more challenging than you kind of think like you know this chapter needs to flow into the next one into the next one so you know 200 pages of that is like a lot and i've been avoiding it because it is so intense and i'm like just 15 minutes and i've been doing it for like four days and it feels fantastic so cool you'll love Um, it (laughs) so how do you like is this like your first book that you're writing and like how do you go about like i don't know like just you start writing like a mind dump and then you're going to organize it later or how like what is your yeah, process yeah. so i i did do it that way um just as soon as i had that like kind of uh like 
massage idea and <laughs> I made her stop massaging me and I had to make a voice memo for <laughs> minutes. Um, just have to make this quick voice and then I made it in front of her which was even more crazy after that after I said it out loud everything just came pouring out of me and it turns out you know I've been blogging I've been making Instagram posts creating this narrative I've been writing a book for years doing these inspirational motivational speeches like I have a book. Mm -hmm. It's just, I need to, yeah, mind dump it out onto a document. Yeah. And then, uh, and now I just have to organize it. And, and I've connected with other, some writers too. And they're like, yeah, that's actually how you do it. So I don't have to take okay, it. Cool. Like, yeah, you just get it all out and then, you know, kind of organize it after. I think I'm, that I'm, yeah. yeah. I, I'm also writing a book and it's well I'm writing it with Jake so um, yeah. we're trying to it's all about like our love story and so it's just a series of you know stories all gonna like lead to a big moment and um, I want it the goal of it is to be like I want to be inspiring to other people and it's it's a lot about destiny and like following what you feel in your heart and like knowing that that it's real and so because a lot of people doubt that like they feel something and they're like oh that's just that's just my feelings but it's it's important to listen to that and so it is so and it's been like it's a long story so i just felt like i really want to write about it and we started it probably over a year ago and i just i it's something like you probably relate to that it's like something that you know you're meant to do and it's inside you but it's just um I haven't put the time to it because I do feel a little lost. Like I have no idea how to write a book. Like I'm, I do feel like I'm just dumping thoughts out and I don't know how to organize it or have it like be something great. And so I do battle that doubt um, because it's something that, that's like, I'm confident with painting, but when it comes to other things that I don't know much about, I just feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, why would I be, why would I make a book if I don't know how to write a book? And so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I battled that my whole life. My yeah. entire life, like, I didn't know how to write an essay up until university, which is insane that I got through school without knowing how to write an essay. Um, and, you know, people, like, person after person telling me that I was a terrible writer. I wasn't a terrible writer. I'm a very good writer. It's just I didn't know the structural rules. And mm -hmm. I had problems expressing myself um, through it. And I actually finally had a professor in university in the history of Hitchcock course, which is really random. It's not like an essay writing course or anything, but we did have to write an essay. And he, he, um, you could tell he, pra he was a, he, he had his doctorate and he, he practiced positive reinforcement. So for me, I had been, you know, thrown through person asked professor after teacher, after whatever, even friends, family, friends tell me I was terrible and take the route of no positivity in this area of my life at all. Um, and he just really was, yeah, he, he did it, but like in this way that like, I wasn't aware. And mm. now I'm fully aware as uh, like, uh, you know, an, uh, an established adult in my career with more confidence. And, you know, he just, he, he changed my life. He made me fall in love with writing. And it was an essay on the aesthetics of murder, um, comparing Thomas De Quincey, uh, Thomas De Quincey and Oscar Wilde. And so, and, and Edgar Allan Poe. So like three 
big, you know, names in literature, but like who all had different writing styles. So I think just like naturally, like just delving into that for two months, I think I spent mm -hmm. two months on that essay and then just like learning all the things that I hadn't known and really, yeah, just, yeah, falling in love with writing in a strange way, writing about the aesthetics of murder. So yeah, um, that's not into horror or anything. Uh -huh. but I really love this course. Like we got to watch movies all day. So that was cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was such a great course. I, I, that was one of my, and it actually made me fall in love with film. And then I started taking a lot of film courses and minored in film. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, it was like one thing. Like I couldn't get into this other history course, and um, oh, I got a kidney infection, so I I had to take a history course. I didn't want to. Um, I and my first one I had to drop out of because I had a kidney infection, and then the next semester the only thing was this Hitchcock course, and I was like, might as well. And yeah, wow. the course of my life, kind of. But I want to hear about now that you're saying about your love story. I want to like I want to read the book because like mm -hmm. I've recently got to meet both of you and I'm super interested uh mm -hmm. I think you should follow on the path that you're on and just like honor the creativity and you know the logistics can always feel really heavy like how are we going to publish it or is someone going to like are we going to go through a publisher or are we going to yeah. publish or yeah. like that part like the more you think about it kind of ruins everything. I think the first step is just like getting it all down mm -hmm. um, and then like somewhat organizing it. And then you can actually pay people to do the rest. Yeah. <laughs> make it good. Um, Not make it good. They just do the like unfun editing part. Yes. Like, the, yeah, yeah. like there's a comma missing here. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely the person who puts too many commas after everything. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, this feels like a comma spot. <laughs> yeah. And Jake's really good at writing because um, he studied that in school. Like that's where he went um, specifically for writing. And so he's like, I mean, I think he's also pretty natural at it. It's just, I don't know, flows out of him. And so there I you go. you don't even need to pay anyone. Jake will just do it. <laughs> Yeah, he edited my mom's book too. So, um, cool. I mean, he, we could probably start there, but yeah, I just got to, like you're saying, just get it all out. And um, I mean, both of us, he also needs, so we're doing like half and half. Like I'm writing my perspective, he's writing his perspective and it's going to go like every chapter, like back and forth between what we were thinking or what happened. And oh, then, cool. yeah. It's like, sorry, <laughs> like Twilight. It's like, it's like the real life Twilight without vampires. <laughs> I haven't read, I don't, I haven't read Twilight, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. It, like it came out when I was like 18 or 17 or something. So it was like the perfect, like time to fall in love with Edward mm -hmm. and, you know, every woman at my age was doing it. So it's just like, actually, no, I remember talking to like 14 year olds about it. <laughs> like, oh, did she get back with Edward? And yeah, no, it was super dorky, but um, it's just one of those indulgences. Like sometimes things should just be fun and mm -hmm. you shouldn't feel ashamed or anything. It's just like, it was, yes, it's not the, it's not going to win an award, but certainly <laughs> it kept me like, I like to read fun stuff at night because it's yeah. just like, easy and you just go to sleep with a easy breezy mind of like, you know, mm -hmm. you escape somewhere for a second. Um, it's good to put your thoughts away uh, or just like 
well, it affects your sleep. Mm -hmm. That's number one always. But, oh, I love the idea. I don't think you should feel any sort of like, look at you. You you were 13 and you started like being a professional painter. So if you are 22 and want to write a book, I don't think that anything should stop you from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you've got yeah, like the support system uh, and the to help, right? Like mm -hmm. all things to make it possible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I really want to do it. Um, I think I just need to set time aside, like you're saying, every day to just, even if it's just 15 minutes, um, to just focus on it and um, get into a flow. Because with writing, I feel like you got to stay in that flow. Otherwise, I mean, with painting too, with anything creative, it's yeah. like, yeah. But you know what happens is when you show up every day for something, and this was when my practice really changed too for me, is when I showed up every night. I really idolized and I was like, I want to do this. This is like, I want to do this all the way. I, I I have to. And I need to show show up every night. Every night I get a tea and come down once I got my babies to bed. And it was just that. And then, of course, like the whole children thing happened and like Gus was in here with me and Finn was napping all day. Then I really got to like really show up even more so i would nap during the day and then gus and i would paint all night while his brother had those two naps and the sleep and gus stayed up later it was pretty cool but the thing is about showing up for even those little blips is your brain doesn't then every day it's stimulated in the same way so it expects you to create and if you're mm -hmm. not creating it keeps flowing with those ideas and like for example with my book like if I'm even not writing, sitting and writing, I, and I'm like cooking dinner and you know, you're kind of in this state and you're cooking dinner and you're cutting things. And then it just like a paragraph comes to me and you have to get it down right, like right away. So you pause what you're doing and you go, but like, it just, it just makes everything consistently keep flowing. And same thing with painting. Like I always get really excited in those states and and come back but you have to show up every mm -hmm. day yeah. if i'm out at night i like doing something like with friends which isn't very um i don't know if you're like that as a creator like kind of like a lone wolf almost <laughs> like um, I my studio time today so so if i don't show up in my studio i hear music i hear music and like my, it's like, why aren't we, why aren't we doodling right now? Yeah. <laughs> Something I, else. <laughs> I relate to that, but I feel like, um, that was, that was, I, I felt that like a few years ago when I was really in that, like with the pressure, like painting original, like pumping out originals every week. Then, um, if I wasn't in the studio, yeah, you feel something's off balance. Like it feel you. And I almost felt like guilty too. Like I need to be painting. And so yeah. maybe that's not a good thing. I, don't I know that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, actually that has relaxed in me a little bit mm -hmm. uh, since I started uh, outsourcing my creative energy to other things other than just painting. Because also though, like, so I'm running my business. I just got a studio manager. Like if I just paint, like I have a lot of paintings because I feel that innate uh need to create so often that like i just create 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 and so yeah i need i have so much energy that like and then so who's gonna sell it well i also have to do that so it's not like 
I didn't have, um, you know, the galleries mm -hmm. who were putting pressure on me to do that. Um, once I decided to not do custom so much, but, uh, so like the bodies of work I do have, like, I have a few galleries, but not like insane, like, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm trying to make that all work myself. So it's not like they're going anywhere really, really quickly, especially when they're big. Uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah. So yeah, like I have to like check myself and I'm like, you have to use some of your energy for like not just painting because you're going to have a trillion paintings <laughs> all sitting in your basement surrounding you and it's going to be like a hoarding painting situation. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I just like, yeah, I and I did a lot of, we had some losses with the birth of my two children. My, um, my husband lost his dad right after mm -hmm. my second son and we had just lost my mom so it was like i i think i needed mm -hmm. to create and so it was just like so yeah. much creating i couldn't do anything else like it was, it was really healing you know yeah it, it's yeah a great way to heal yeah um because it just is a great positive beautiful form of energy and I think it it's good for when I do get custom works one of my most popular like the most common one is for people who have lost a loved one because it's really oh, great wow. to hang someone's picture that you've lost in your house so like artwork is a beautiful dedication to someone um yeah. and That's I cool. can connect with them like mm -hmm. and they're like oh my gosh you included a violet and her name is violet like weird coincidences like wow. that happened all the time so oh my family's back I hear them Great. <laughs> <laughs> but okay and so uh when did so you started expanding your team but what year did you get together now that we brought up Jake and your love story when did you guys meet what year was that how old were you um when did we first meet um yeah, I, I want to kind of hear it all but uh, quickly because we're running out of time yeah I will try to make it fast but it's, it's a long story version huh <laughs> the Coles notes version of your book and go <laughs> okay um well I was 16 and he was 17 we met at a art conference that um my mom was invited to in Flagstaff. And so he lived in Flagstaff and he, anyways, his grandma was um, really close with my mom and bought a lot of her paintings. And so, and I, I never remembered meeting her, but she insisted that she knew me. And then like, before we met, she was like sending my mom pictures of Jake saying, look at how handsome my grandson is. And he's Greek too. And cause I'm, I'm part Greek. And I was always telling my mom, I want to marry someone who's Greek. Like that's really? oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. And so as soon as I heard that, I was like very interested. <laughs> and so, okay, so then I saw, and Greek, I am yeah. there. <laughs> and then I saw his picture and it was like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, I don't know. Like I knew it's like, I knew him already. It's like, he felt so familiar and like, it was like love at first sight for me. And so even through just seeing his picture. Wow. And then, um, so then we get to the conference and he's there and like, I can't even talk to him. I can't even like go and say hi. He's <laughs> so shy and embarrassed. And, um, and so, yeah, we, I don't even know if I, I might've introduced myself and that was that. And so um, then like, basically it was just, I don't know, even know how to tell the story. <laughs> um, 
his brother passed away like a few months later. And that was, you know, super traumatic for his whole family. And um, it was just like, you know, he was gone way too soon. And so then he, we offered like, like his grandma and grandpa and for him to come to Greece with us because we do Greece trips every summer. We take artists to Greece and do tours. So we um, invited them and they came. And so on that trip, I felt like I got to know him pretty well. And it felt, I mean, he really loved our family. We all got along, like my brothers and sisters, we all um, got to know him. And I was still like in love. <laughs> and, but obviously like we're young and it wasn't good timing. I mean, he just was going through a lot. And so, um, and then he was planning to go to college in California. And so there was like this brief moment of time for maybe about a month after we went to Greece together where like I told, like he knew how I felt and he eventually, because his grandma was like constantly pushing for us to be together, it was really off-putting for him. Yeah. Me, but yeah, like he's like, oh, my grandma's like setting us up and yeah, but- So lame. Yeah, super late. <laughs> so for a short period of time, though, like we were dating kind of and um, we had like our first kiss. And then um, then he basically started just completely ignoring me like and he lived in Flagstaff and I lived three hours from him. So we only had texting. And so, yeah, we weren't communicating anymore. And then I saw him like one last time before he was going to college. And I just said, you know, this isn't really good timing. Like, you're going to college. Let's just be friends. He was all relieved. <laughs> and so, yeah, he went to college for three years. And I didn't talk to him at all. I mean, it was just, that was that. Um, and so during that time, like, I had a serious relationship with someone else for a year. And the whole time we were together, I felt like, ugh, there's just something not right. Like, I just knew... Like, this guy was great. He was really kind to me. That, sorry, is that an airplane on your end, or is that? It could be. Okay, you have airplanes. So like, yeah. But keep going. Okay, so this it, guy was not right. But, like, good, but not for you. Yeah, and I knew him since I was eight. So um, he was, like, a childhood friend. But anyways, he was very serious about me. And, like, getting. he always was talking about getting married. And um, I was probably, I think I was 18. Or 19 when we were dating and so um anyways I ended it after a year I felt like I should know after a year if he's the one or not and so I still felt this then as I was like deciding to break up I got all these dreams about Jake and like Jake and I together and it was just out of nowhere like it was crazy and so I felt you know that's God like you know giving me signs and so um yeah we broke up and then um Jake uh happened to be in Arizona like a month later and so I texted him and I got his number from his grandma and she's like so happy and she's trying to get us to meet up <laughs> and so so we did and Jake basically like that whole night was telling me um how much debt he was in from school and just how he just wasn't what he was expecting he felt really lost like he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life and I don't know, like he was really lost is the feeling I had. Mm. And so um, this is this is long, but. No, that's okay. I love hearing it. And I can relate to like the school thing too mm -hmm. with, yeah. with 
I I had to serve for four years after I wow. was in university to pay off my debts. Yeah. Um, uh, and so that's another reason why don't go. I know, and especially if you're not, if you don't know what you want to do, it's like mm -hmm. you should go to college. Yeah, and, your parents yeah. too, but if even if it was paid for, and you're, I'm glad. I'm glad I had to pay for it because it taught me a lot of lessons. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is overwhelming to, you know, have that amount, amount yeah. of debt and um, to like, you know, there's not like, I moved back to where I was from and there wasn't an art jo related job in the whole place. Like mm -hmm. there's just nothing. So my mom's like, well, you're not living with me for free. So go get a job. Um, oh and I was yeah. like, I don't want to serve anymore. I've been serving since I was, well, my dad is a chef. So I've been like in the food industry my whole life and I just didn't want to do it anymore, but it was very important to my path. And, um, yeah. So I wouldn't ever take it back. But funny thing is, I worked for a Greek family for four oh, years. So wow. I experienced the whole Greek family yes. thing <laughs> for so intense culture. And they too have a place there and they go for a month. They shut down their whole restaurant for a month and go to wow. Greece every That's year. That's so cool. I'm still very good friends with them. And um, yeah, they're really amazing people. And uh Tina is like retired from the restaurant, but has her own cooking show now. Wow. Yamas so cool. with Yeah, yeah. Yamas with Yeah, yeah. Does that sound? Anyways. Uh -huh. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Started. Uh, so, yeah, they're really cool. Um, and back to when you said uh, you didn't feel like the love was right. Um, and people who are young. Uh, I'm so sorry. You heard that. Okay. <laughs> um, love. You do. You just know when you know. Yes. And if you don't know, you're not in love. It's yeah. just like, um, so he, you guys came back or he came, you met him and he was kind of like overwhelmed by that debt. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was just lost in general. And like, I don't know, like he didn't know what he was going to do and he didn't tell his family. So that night was like, he told me, but he didn't tell anyone in his family yet. And so um after that point he did tell them and they were all shocked and like and there was more to it but um he so after that it was kind of like this is the part of the story where there's a lot of like weird details like it just kind of um he his grandma is really close with him and really cares about him a lot and like probably the only like rock in his life like his mom and everyone else is just you know, he can't really rely on them. So she was, you know, always trying to like be there for him. And so she, um, she called my mom and said, is there any way Jake can live with you guys? Um, this is after he told his grandma, like, I'm, I don't want to go to college anymore. And there's all this debt. I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so um, my mom said he can, but he needs to call me himself and tell me he actually wants that. And so so my grandma was figuring there's like, you know, something that we could have him do like as for a job with the school. Um, and then plus she wanted, you know, him to be near us and me. And so um, <laughs> Ooh, she knew all along. Yeah. Wow. And so sounds like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I want to meet her. Uh, she is a cool lady. She is yeah. very, she can be very intense, um, like with her opinions. I mean, she has tons of opinions and a lot of times she's right. So <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to so some people it's off-putting, but um, 
Anyways. My mom was like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't even argue. It's not worth it. Yeah, just, yeah. Just listen and do it. And That's probably how she is, yeah. You'll regret it if you don't. <laughs> so he ended up calling my mom and saying, like, like, yeah, genuinely, he wanted to come live with us, and he'd be willing to do anything, like, any sort of job, and um, so that was set, and then, and it was so weird, because with the timing of everything, it was just such weird timing, but, like, Michael, the guy that I was with, um, was still living with us, like, trying to move out, and, like, because we had this big property, and, like, two different houses with the school, and so we had a lot of people who worked at the business like we all lived together so there was like tons of rooms and yeah it's like this artist commune hippie house <laughs> and so yeah we lived that way for a few years um so anyways we had like a boy's house and a girl's house and then my parents lived in the boy boy's house um so so michael was still living there like while jake was gonna be coming like moving in it was just so awkward and so like yeah he had to be kicked out and um, <laughs> yeah you have four you have there's four girls in your family there's uh three three girls one boy oh, so okay. two sisters and a brother yeah yeah, yeah. and then we had the space <laughs> yeah yeah and so um yeah it was nice having two houses um but then okay so so jake was moving in and um it just, it took a while, you know, for him to really like, he was going through a lot. He still wasn't totally healed, you know, from his brother. And I felt like he just, during that time was like a lot of healing for him. And he, um, you know, we weren't going to be together right away. Like I knew he still was lost and like needed to find himself. And the whole time that I was interested in him, I was the one like chasing after him. And I knew like, that's not right. Like, that just won't work. Like he needs to actually want me for me. Like if we're going to be together, that has to be that way. And I still felt deep down, like we were meant to be together. As well, like in yeah. fairness to you, like you deserve yes. that. You deserve yeah. to be loved. And yes. in the it, same way you're putting it out. And It was hard to learn that. It was hard to like let go because I felt so strongly that we're supposed to be together. So it was like, I was fighting myself to like, like I would want to go spend time with him. And I thought, no, like I need to just focus on painting, do my own thing. And if it's meant to be, it'll be meant, it'll happen. And so as soon as like I stopped like chasing him or, and it's weird because we were all living together and working in the business together. And he was doing a lot of filming um, and like copywriting for us. And so like we're around each other all the time, but it was kind of awkward because like he knows I like him, but I didn't want to be pushy either. And so it was just like this weird time, but it really, I don't know, it all worked out. And like, he really started to just, he had this moment with God and just like his life really changed. And he felt so um, like he came back to his true self. Mm -hmm. and he realized like his destiny and everything. And, um, and then he learned, he took the master program um, we had like this four month course that was like the intense version of the master program, which um, it was kind of an experiment, but we thought maybe we could do the whole master program in four months. And so he took part of that class and it worked out and like he, he found his style and this uh, way of painting. And so, so that was like really cool for him to really like find that he's an artist too. And he's very creative in everything like writing, 
music, it's like he's naturally just creative in a lot of different areas. Like, you know, you met him, so. Yeah, no, yeah. it sounds like a, again, I'm going to reference pop culture, even though I'm not into it. I just have a memory for like weird facts. Um, Justin Timberlake was interviewed, or no, Jessica Biel, his wife, was on Ellen, I think. And she, when I used to, I used to work in a real job, uh, like a 40 hour job. Mm -hmm. And in the morning I would, hopefully no one from that past job is listening, but in the morning I would get there. This is where I think like, this is what's wrong with society is that I could get all my work done in about two hours and I would just waste time for a long time. Oh my gosh. Like kill my soul. Um, but I would get there and like, start work and I no one was there yet because I'm one of those also show up early kind of people so I'd show up half an hour early before everyone got there um which waitressing with the Greek family taught me mm -hmm. yeah um, work ethic like so yeah. much yeah so much work ethic because they immigrated here and they had to start their own business from scratch yeah. it's a very inspirational story That's um funny. actually Spiro should definitely write a book uh mm -hmm. it's so smart and learns languages on the side just for fun anyway wow. Wow. he's such an interesting guy but um i would show up to the, my next job after that uh and i would watch ellen in the morning when i got there and have like my tea and whatever um i would catch up on ellen before like facebook was super huge or instagram or anything mm -hmm. uh so yeah um jessica biel right said Justin Timberlake, she's like, he, of course, is a creative musician. And she's like, but it's so annoying. He's like, good at everything. He's like, mm -hmm. doesn't have to try. He'll show up to a basketball game and like, just play basketball or pick up an instrument. And that's or, exactly like, how Jake is like, like everything he tries. He's just like, does it and he's great at it. And yeah. Yeah. And even like, every, every board game, like we play a lot of board games and he'll win every single game, even if it's something he's never played before. <laughs> it's very annoying. <laughs> yeah. Like good, but you're like, ah, oh, come on. Just yeah, like, too smart. You gotta find the bad thing he's at and like do it more often just to like humble him. <laughs> so that's basically our story. Um, I mean, it was, that's shortened, but it took him yeah. some time, but like eventually he realized we were it. right for each other. So yeah, yeah, you were very patient. Um, oh. You had to almost play a game a little bit. Yes. One game you won. <laughs> <laughs> the important yeah. one. But I think if someone saw it who loved him so much, I think that was, that would have been, you know, someone who could see from the outside, even though you're quite young and just maybe not ready for, you know, so that's very cool. I love, I love that. And I want to read it in a book. So definitely take your 15 okay. minutes a day on that. Yeah. Um, get it down. Um, and call it Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's too many Twilights to be. Yeah. Um, no, I can't wait. Um, yeah, it's, it's, our time is so up. But it's I think really it's forever. And thank you for being on. And I think we should have like uh episode two with like your mom. Yes, um, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. So we'll we'll do two for sure. And thanks for thanks for sharing. Oh, oh, where can everyone just tell everyone where they can find you first? So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, um, and have my website, and it's just Dimitra Milan. And so um 
Yeah, that's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time. I, I sure do appreciate you being here today and or tonight or in the morning singing again when I say goodbye because I get uncomfortable with saying goodbye. Uh, again, check out our current collection, the self-love collection. That will be in, uh, in for like, I don't know, like 35 more days or something in the BHA gallery and that's at brandyhofer.ca. It will be turning over to our current call for art which you can still apply to. It's uh, Like a Mother. We have a guest curator, Erica B. Hess from I Like Your Work podcast. So if you are a creative, and you probably are if you're listening to our podcast, um, we would love it if you apply to be a part of this beautiful exhibition that is so dear to our hearts. Uh, so again, that's at brandyhofer.ca, call for art, and you'll see it's called Like a Mother. Um, and it's, you know, really we're lifting other uh, creative parents um, and females up. Uh, yeah, because it's an important part of our journey. And um, I just I just love it so much. I'm not going to cry. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's been a day. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, yeah. I'm not sure why that triggered something, but I'm I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad uh, that everyone is um, here to give and receive everything we're about, and it really means the world, and is so special that you are here uh, with me and us, and um, keep on being you, and keep on shining. <laughs>